to defeat the Hey guys, I'm Caleb Giddings. I'm Keith. I'm Jack. <laughs> and I'm right now I'm wondering if uh Keith's little to defeat the Huns actually is gonna make it in this episode. If you heard him mutter that sato uh-huh. voice right as this recording started, it's because I left it in. All right. So uh <laughs> last week we had a rousing discussion about alternatives to the 2011. And this week we're talking about something completely different, uh, which is now for something completely different. Right, but it's it's it, it, it's it's one of the tried and true subjects of the online firearms community and that's home defense guns right and one of the because i was involved in an and uh if you guys haven't figured this out yet a lot of these episode topics are things that i think up and they're things that i've thought up because i got into an argument with somebody on the internet about it um fun and, fact about working on the internet so still people on the internet they're still dumb yeah they're, they're <laughs> always dumb so and what I will and what my position in this argument was was that there are broadly optimal types of guns with optimal setups for broad situations, but because everybody's house is different and everybody's living arrangements are different, your optimal home defense, the optimal home defense gun in my house with a wife and a child uh, in a single story home is going to be different than the optimal home defense gun for Jack in a crack den in Georgia. I'm not saying you live in a crack den. It's more true nice. that it's wrong, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just sitting there going, you know. Because I was going to I was gonna kind of discuss it a little bit, accurate, but that's neither here nor. But it's not far off from accurate. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, mission drives gear. Yeah. I, I hate that saying. But man, is it accurate? When it's one of those sayings too, where it's I, an overplayed saying, like, it, and and people lean into it without understanding it, right? They're like, right, it, drive here, and you don't know what the mission is. Like, you can't actually define or, the or, or how to define missions or to take yeah. into accountability. So, yeah, let's do that today. Yeah. All right. So uh, on the the note of the mission drives the gear train first, I do want to say that is definitely one of those sayings that like slow is smooth, smooth is fast, has actual value behind it if you understand what the point of the saying is trying Mm -hmm. to get at. If you just blindly say mission drives the gear train and you use that to justify dumb whatever thing. yeah exactly right like i can say mission drives the gear train to justify keeping a mossberg shockwave with a maglite duct tape to the barrel but that doesn't necessarily make sense it do i have a mossberg shockwave with a light duct tape to it yeah i do but it's not duct tape it's i bet i bet two of three people in this video have that <laughs> <laughs> honestly if you're in this video you don't have right hang on how many people in this video have revolvers with the grips wrapped in goon tape or some sort of fabric tape because it helps with water absorption and not anything to do with fingerprint resistance that's that's three for three (laughs) goon tape you can sponsor us we think you're cool um all right so let's talk about that jackson since it was your idea let's go okay um home defense one does not in my opinion include just what is inside your four walls absolutely It, it it is what I would like to call a domicile footprint, which includes your yard, your driveway, your backyard, and here's the crazy part, twenty most of what your neighbors have also. Why? 
why is that the case for me? Is it because I imagine myself in a rolling gun battle against several ninjas on a ranch dwelling? No, but he I mean, just saying, imagined it, just not serious. Oh yeah, I'm, I've yeah. imagined it, and trust me, there's a response for that. But there, there's the realistic nature that I like to call. I have stopped using the term home defense and replaced it with another term that I think invokes my concept a little bit better, which is farm defense. Mm. Now, here's why. One, I don't live in a farm. I live in an apartment building in the bad side of town. So why do I use the term farm defense? I have a question, hang on, related to that. Would you yeah. be happy if you didn't live in the bad side of town? Like, uh, If I live in a, right now, due to some reasons we're not going to get into, I can't live where I prefer to live, which is out in the country. Um, rent's cheap where I live, motherfuckers. Yeah, it is. And you know how many people fuck with me? Precisely none. You know why? Because I look like Predator. You look, like, you look like a problem. Way. Yeah. Now, do I recommend you live how I live? Fuck no, I don't tell you how to live like I live. I think it's a bad idea for most of y'all. But I've been doing this a long time. I know what I'm about, and I'd rather have money for good food and good memories than rent. Perfectly reasonable. So, back to the farm yeah. defense. So, farm defense, one, encompasses all forms of defense. We are not only defending ourselves from people who wish us harm, but people who have invaded our space without necessarily meaning us harm. Trespassing is not a reason to shoot and murder someone. Big it facts. is a reason to enforce your boundaries in a non-lethal way. You also have to defend yourself from four-legged and no-legged predators, as on the farm you have things of value. Normally animals, but this can include things like your car. Ergo, Someone attempting to steal your car is not necessarily light them up from your house. That's not an appropriate response for it. But now, instead of simply thinking, well, I have this gun and I'm going to hold up in that room and I'm going to call 911, cool. You have defined one response to one kind of problem. Right, a very it's, specific problem. Right. That's an active home invasion against people who mean you harm. It. It's great one because if they have to force their way through that door to get to you they are going to die in droves and you will stack them like cordwood mm -hmm. john ringo will write stories about how you defended your home and it'll be cool that's, that's a that's a reference that is, that a is but like that's it. just one thing mm -hmm. and we live in a world where there are a multitude of problems and a multitude of solutions so when we select a firearm i think that firearm has to fit within any of those solution sets it doesn't mean you need something that's like a belt fed that would be cool but you need to be thinking about your mission my mission is to keep myself safe and my valuables secured and i have a number of tool sets that'll help me on that but we're going to talk about just the firearm today but when i talk about that firearm i want you to understand that i need that firearm to be a lethal accurate device that provides myself with information and is readily storable and reliable. So, and I think that's a really good, you know, a really good way of thinking about it. And what I want to, you know, what I'll add on to that when I talk about the, the, the skill piece of it is 
when you are taking this holistic examination of your home defense scenario, I tell people, so let's say you select a shotgun for home defense. All right. I tell people pattern that gun for the longest theoretical shot that you may need to take and the shortest theoretical shot that you need to take because you need to know what those pellets are going to do at those distances. If the longest shot that you may need to take is going to be from your back patio at a predatory animal 50 yards away, a shotgun might actually not be the answer here. But with that, so not just knowing your gear, but then you also have to know your skill, right? And when you talk about like, you know, your neighbor's yard, my yard, I live on about a quarter of an acre. Now, there are a very limited number of circumstances where I would be legally justified shooting from my house at somebody who is outside of my house. However, a limited number does not mean a non does not mean a zero number. There are situations where that may actually be the best way to protect my family or even to protect my neighbors that I care about quite a bit. Uh, and so I need to know not just that my gun is capable of that, but that me and my gun as a combination are capable of that, right? It doesn't do me any good if, you know, uh, Jack can shoot my home defense gun really, really well if I can't. So that's a big part of gear selection is you need to look at your, you know, people who are like, oh, well, I'll just, you know, blast them down the hallway. It's not a complex shot. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, but now imagine they're holding your child hostage or your wife is, or your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever is running around, or you don't have a clean backstop because behind them is a busy street or your neighbor's house or something. So you need to have the ability to compartmentalize, uh, to, sorry, to conceptualize what's the worst case scenario in this home defense thing that you need to train for? Is it a 50 yard partial on a moving target? If so, you need to be able to do that. Will that be your home defense scenario or your farm defense scenario? I don't fucking know. That's, that's the truth of it. Our most home, you know, you know, I, I, I want to caveat this. Uh, the easiest way to avoid any sort of home defense or home invasion scenario is don't be involved in the illegal drug trade and don't keep large amounts of cash in your house that you let the hood know about. That's that thousand. That is, that is a lot. A lot of ten thousand percent. When right. you hear about armed um, break-ins, nine times up. Now here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. Uh, a lot of times that is because those people are unlicensed pharmacists. Uh, mm -hmm. or running illegal poker games or some sort of side hustle out of their home. Where there's, there's a large amount of cash or right. something else. And that could be anything. That could be making plates for people. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, you may not be involved in that trade, but unknowingly you may live next to someone who is, yeah. which means they may not have the right house. No. You're, you this, may get hit. This has happened. Yep. Like you've got people have gotten hit because they were the wrong house. Cops do it. If cops do it, I promise yeah. you, criminals do it. Oh, for sure. So well, be be aware of what's around you. So yeah. your Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm. It, uh, you not you. It's kind. So this they a. a to me, especially if you live in a neighborhood, a huge part of your home defense strategy should be knowing your neighbors. Uh, because if I saw somebody in my neighbors, like, let's say like last night I was out on my patio 
And I saw someone that I didn't recognize running through my neighbor's yard at 10 o'clock at night. I would call my neighbors because we have a friendly relationship and they would do the exact same thing for me. So that is a huge, so like knowing your neighbors, knowing your neighborhood is yeah. an important thing to do because then also Build, if you, you know, building your community, being a part of your community. I know that, I know the thing, especially with millennials, like, ah, don't talk to me. Don't do that. Know who's around you. At least have cordial contact. It takes a or something. If it's if it's feasible, if you yeah, live you next to the crazy person, then sorry. You don't uh, you don't need to be in someone else's life, but you should at least be able to say hello to them. You should have some idea of them, um, and they should have some idea about you in a mm -hmm. friendly you, way. You you'd be very very surprised how absolutely little effort it takes to ingratiate yourself to your neighbors as just kind of the nice guy I live next to. And then they will go out of their way for those basic communication things like, hey, someone was here at your house. Hey, you know, what was happening there? Hey, you know, their dogs, their dogs out running in the, I got this one uh, the other day was, hey, there are some dogs loose in the, uh, in the neighborhood and I know your dog's out. And it's like, hey, good looking out. I can pull my dog in if I need to because I don't know who these dogs are. Right, and that that right there saved Keith from a possible shooting. Right, mm -hmm. and it gave him the opportunity to text his neighbor and be like, "Hey, who let these dogs out?" Uh, <laughs> kind of pen. I took that opportunity, and my neighbor appreciated the reference. I would hope so. God, I would have been disappointed if you had it. But like when we talk about home defense, farm defense, lifestyle defense, whatever. We we love to get so wrapped up around the gear because let's be real, that moves the fucking needle. I could write an article and post it on my fan page about having a layered, actually I have one that the day that we're recording this, it's going up at 4 p.m. So by the time you listen to this, it will have been up for ages. But it's talking about an encounter that I had last night where two lost kids looking for a 4th of July party showed up at my house at 10 30 at night which is not like a really great time to show up at my house um but the the net net of it is that nobody got shot nobody got guns pointed at them or anything like that because there's more to my home defense than just having a gun you know so uh that that is a that is a last response and it is a limited response it, it is very circumstantially applicable and there are many other things that you will do usually with the with the exception of you know the cut and dry oh this is the absolute home invasion they're coming through my front door back door etc scenario that's the one we like to talk about and that's the one we like to plan for necessarily but most of our human interactions aren't going to be like that they're going to be some weird combination of why are you here why did you stumble into meat space here with me um let's figure this out yeah that's how did most you end of your up interactions. When, you know, if you look at uh, conversations that, you know, respected long uh, LE guys that we all know, guys like Chuck Haggard, you know, Chuck Haggard talks about how the most likely crime that you're going to experience as a law abiding citizen is someone's going to try to break into your car in the middle of the night. That happens to generally law abiding citizens uh, more frequently than home invasions. And you mm -hmm. talk about um, I forget who it was. I want to say it was Greg Elifritz responded to a home invasion where it was somebody with dementia and they just wandered into the wrong home and that person left their doors unlocked which hey there here's a real good home invasion strategy lock your fucking doors like are you home lock your doors uh 
one simple trick that's that when people who leave their doors unlocked are that's a whole different like I you invite crime on your neighbors when you do things like that. You do, you do. And I get you may live in a high like I live in a high trust community. I again I'm on a first name basis with my neighbors. Our backyards connected. There's a gate that goes in between them. That's a real high trust relationship. Uh but I still lock my doors when I'm home. I don't fucking want people wandering into my house. Anyway. Um, I would say I've I've had a number of encounters uh, from people stumbling onto my land, uh, rabid animals that actually needed to be put down, Mm -hmm. um, and a number of other things. And I will tell you uh, what I have settled on for a home defense weapon is two things. One, a readily accessible handgun. I do not answer a door without a handgun in my hand. I don't care what time it is. Um... That is why I open the door partially, and this hand stays behind it. I don't point it at anyone. It's pointed in a safe direction. But should this become a situation, it will become one that I already have the gun in hand, because mm. there is no draw faster than, ha-ha! <laughs> like, surprise, <laughs> motherfucker! I've had overly aggressive salesmen cross a line where I'm like, you need to get off of my property now. And That's then they've Oh, yeah, you know, it happens a lot of times because these guys are told to continue to push the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've never had to show one a firearm, but I have had to look one of the eye and go, you are in a situation right now far beyond your understanding. You need to leave. I feel threatened by you right now. You're in. I'm <laughs> telling you I feel threatened, but what I'm actually telling you is you're in danger. <laughs> what I, yeah. what actually, you see, what I did do there is threaten that guy I in any way, shape, or form. The words what I, I did. The words I am communicating to you is you should feel threatened because you have done oopsed. So <laughs> I, I like, I keep, I don't wear a gun in the house, but I do keep my carry gun near me. Um, in a holster that I can put on rapidly with clips. So mm-hmm. as I'm walking the door, that's part of the process. Whoever's at that door can wait a little while. Mm-hmm. And also, if it turns out to be police, what I which has happened a couple of times, I go, excuse me, one second. I'll be right back. Close the door, holster up, cover, come back with my hands empty. Um, one point, I had the police thinking that there was someone in my house. I was like, hey, hold on a second. I'm going to put this down. You guys knocked on the door really loud, and they're like, you're not who we're looking for. I'm like, cool. Here we go. Now let's talk. You're like, let's let's have a rational conversation. I think a great thing for that too is like if you don't have like uh I love ring cameras and yes. anything that allows you to see who's at your door without actually having to expose put yourself anywhere near the fatal funnel. I am all about because like if right now, if we're on this call and someone knocks on my door, I'm gonna look at my phone and I'm gonna be like, Oh, there's you know, someone at my door, and I can even use it to communicate with them if needs without be opening the door without That's even opening fantastic. the door. Now, sometimes opening the door is the right thing to do because it's a lot easier to scare the piss out of someone if you open the door and say, are you fucking lost at 1030 at night yeah. versus yelling it through a camera, which mm-hmm. But again, these are nuanced responses. Like if you're talking about like gear, right? So like Jack, my primary, my go-to is a readily available handgun. Um, Let's let's throw the three on there. A handgun with a serviceable flashlight. Good. Yep. Uh, Um, Now for me, I I have an added layer on that because I have a small child in the house. The handgun's in one of those Hornady quick access safes because that, because I can... 
there is a delay in accessing that gun that is acceptable to me because the only time that delay would become life-threatening is if someone was breaking down my door with the intent of killing me specifically, right? Like a targeted hit, in which case, if it's a hit, I don't have, there's no gun that I can get to fast enough from a dead sleep to actually have a chance in that fight. I'm then relying on luck and like, maybe they'll trip over some Legos in the hallway. Yeah. With a response to an unknown contact, whether it's a pounding on my door or something like that, or glass breaking, I have enough time to access that gun and either ford up or go looking for trouble. So, you know, I, I'm a big fan of those Hornady safes. I'm not sponsored by Hornady. Um, they have a couple different options with them where you have like a key fob that you can wave in front of them, or you have a thing you can put on your watch band, whatever you like. I think they're great. And I've really been pleased with my the performance of mine. Um, Secondly, if I if I deem it worthy, and that I, I say it that way because like there's a big gap for that. Um, the the big gun is an eleven and a half inch SBR, um, with a suppressor. I keep the suppressor on there not because I'm trying to save my ears or anything like that. I've actually gone back and forth about the thoughts about taking the suppressor off. The reason why I had the suppressor previously on there was in case of wild animals that needed to be put down. That's something I would like to minimize exposure on. But here in the apartment, I actually probably should just take it off. The more noise I make, the better. Um, I I would I would rather like when I had if I had a true threat. Then I just hit a button that started flashing strobes on the outside of the house, screaming, break in, call the police. There is a break in happening here and inside just turn on all the lights all the way up. Um, And then what my plan from there is not to Ford up. Um, My plan is to control parts of the domicile while keeping exits open to these guys Mm. um i do not Mm. want to trap anyone in my house i do not want them through any of their actions to enter areas where they would be trapped in my house i am not here to make sure that they see a day in court i want to control the areas of the house that involve me and mine and i want them to work their way towards exits i will even state there's an exit over there hoss just leave that door just go just As, use it. If you are not holding a loved one to me, of mine, whatever you have in your hands is probably replaceable. Asterix. There are people who are going to tell you like, oh, X isn't a reason or Y isn't a reason. The only reason is fear for your life or another's life. That's it. Now, once they've come into your house, we got to figure out some things. It's not a blanket excuse. Nope. But once they're in there, we can assume a couple of things. And once we process that information, if they present a reasonable and legal threat, I do not wish to survive an encounter. I wish to dominate and control that encounter, not because it's the cool guy answer, but because the faster we shut this down, the safer everyone else is. Mm -hmm. If what happens is I come out that door butt-ass naked with a tomahawk in my teeth and an AR-15 pressed out. Um, and that guy goes, ha I would like to leave. I'd be like, fuck out of here. And he leaves, cool. I'll fucking throw out some shorts and wait for 5-0 and I'll make an insurance claim. I'm pretty sure he's going to leave DNA evidence there. because <laughs> Yeah, for sure. 
There will uh, absolutely be a pile of crap right where he was standing right after If that unfortunately shot. he has placed himself or through circumstance he has placed himself to where he is threatening a loved one, he's lost that opportunity. And I know from my personal experience and from my personal training at 11 and a half inch SBR with a good red dot and a very bright light allows me to quickly and accurately deliver lethal force without excess. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the only reason I choose it. It's not because it's cool or anything else. I think a shotgun is a fantastic thing. I haven't trained on shotguns enough to feel comfortable with them. I do not. I I do not. I would rather yeah. use a five-five-six carbine that's sized to move very easily in my house because I know I can place those rounds, those one, two, three shots, um, more, more if necessary, more if more people. Circumstances will dictate more what or I less. Have to do. Whatever but, it is, but it whatever be what it, it happens be. to be, I can deliver those shots exactly where that I need to in order to end this situation, which I see no other alternative to right now. Yeah, for uh, sure. Well, and that's why, like, I actually switched away from the gauge to a nine mil SBR is because, given the changing dynamics of my home defense situation since moving to, you know, a single story house versus, uh, you know, a condo and having a child and stuff like that, I I love my thirteen oh one, but that gun's a lot harder to. Run. So, like, if I go to my nuclear option, which is the nine mil SBR instead of just the pistol. If I do end up needing my support hand for something like grabbing a toddler to get them out of the way, I can still run that nine mil SBR with one arm a lot easier than I can a 1301. And the 1301 is a really good shotgun, but I'm going to be able to get a lot more in favor of SBRs in general, too. Mm-hmm. Because they're shorter, because they're lighter, the bullpups, uh, mine's an X95 bullpup because of that reason. Because that gun can stay in my shoulder with one hand, and I can do everything I need to with my other hand very easily with that gun. You heard it here first, guys. guys. I said something nice about bullpups. The world is clearly just, coming just to remember, an end. remember, guys, the Tavor is no longer being used by the IPF. <laughs> That's why they ordered another like 6,000 of them the other day. Oh, man. You know, and just as though the world is coming to an end with me saying something nice about bullpups, so must this episode come to an end. Uh, Guys, you know, when we talk about things like home defense, we want people to be able to have a nuanced understanding of what we're talking about. This is not just a one size fits all. Everyone should get a staccato with a suppressor for their home defense gun. You know, there's different situations that anyone may be facing, but we encourage you when you are trying to solve this problem to not just look at the far outliers of your situation or the most likely in your situation, because if you did the most likely thing, you wouldn't have a gun at all. Uh, But rather to try to look at a balanced approach And also a layered approach. Home defense doesn't just mean having a gun in your closet. It means cameras, alarms, locks, for the love of God. And good locks. Oh, knowing what you're going to do. Kick bars. Ooh, kick bars. I put kick bars on all my doors late at night, guys. That is, it doesn't make it impossible, but it does give me a lot of extra time. Yeah. And time Um, is super valuable. Hurricane. Um. Uh, hurricane glass. Hurricane the, glass. The wraps, there's, there's a yeah. The, the wrap. hurricane wraps you can put over glass for sliding doors. Are fantastic. It takes so long to break through those things with anything other than like 
a tomahawk. Um, <laughs> Look, if you have, want... <laughs> here's a uh, here, here's some real talk. If you have a home that is built to survive a hurricane, you by default have a home that is actually fairly difficult to break into. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and out of do think yeah. of that and yeah. out of as well but yeah but it is difficult to break into so that's just something to think about hurricane glass is amazing like if i wind up and toss a brick at hurricane glass it bounces off okay so you know that's there's a lot of things to think about beyond just the gun and we encourage you to think about those things on your own and to think about those things while you're sharing this episode with your friends and family make sure that you like share and subscribe hit that bell on youtube to get notifications whenever we drop a new episode if you're listening on youtube spotify and uh you know wherever else there are uh please leave us those continue to leave us those five star reviews we very much appreciate them and we will be back next week with an all-new episode thank you very much